0: What's up, everyone? Ravi here, joined by Christian Arjuna. We're also joined by special guest Lejethro Jenkins to help us talk through Lovecraft Country. We're also hitting up Mulan, Star Trek Lower Decks, and some new things. John, thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate you, Ravi. This is the (laughs) most
0: generic intro ever. Yeah, Yeah. usually usually I spice it up, but I just didn't have time. It's (laughs) a it's okay. I mean, we've got, like I said, this thing is, we've got a lot to talk about here. And I think, you know, John, John we uh, asked to jump on to, to the pod here because John is a, a, a fellow uh, Lovecraft country viewer, the new HBO Max original series. We just finished it uh, this past week, episode four, A History of Violence.
2: Mm. I mean, it was basically Indiana Jones. <laughs> 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 yeah. We got John here with his arms up. <laughs>
1: That, that's 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 probably what i truly like about the show it seems like it's a different show every episode like we get like underworld indiana jones american horror story you know what i'm saying like it switches up every time you really don't know what you're gonna get but i guess the whole story kind of um you know you know molds together at some point but it's almost like you know Watchmen where you know, I'm four episodes deep. I know I like it, but I don't know if I quite get it yet. You know yeah, what I mean? Yes. Yeah. You know, like I guess the, the 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 last episodes will decide whether you know how great of how great of the show, the show it is as a whole. But the episodes themselves, I really enjoyed thoroughly.
0: Yeah, John, I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, I was telling Arjuna and um, Sahara this. It, it was absolutely Indiana Jones. There's a little mm-hmm. bit of a Car- Pirates of the Caribbean feel in mm-hmm. this episode. And you're right. Every episode is like a different, like, Goosebumps or different <laughs> Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or Twilight Zone. I get Twilight, Twilight Zone, zone yeah, vibes yeah. from yeah. zone, like, yeah. crazy. Uh,
2: in this. In this episode, I think, more than any of the first three, I was especially for the first half of the episode, I was like laughing uh, at some of the jokes that they were kind of dropping. They were definitely corny, but it was funny. There was definitely some light Hearted uh, humor in this episode, especially like that library scene with his little mm. kid telling him to be mm. quiet. Uh, <laughs> it was just, it was fun. It was kind of, a, it was a nice reprise from some of the heavier elements I think in the show. And that's, I mean, not, not to be okay to play devil's advocate here. That's
0: where I also had a little bit of issues with the episode, where it was and and. I, I get why they did it, where the first three episodes, they were very heavy-rooted in, obviously, racism, the horrors of racism. In this episode, from what I can remember, I don't recount any kind of racism that we've seen in previous episodes. There's a little bit. This, so there's but not little... to the extent of, like, the first three episodes. Sure. Not, a,
1: not, a, not as aggressive, you know what I'm yeah. saying? For sure. No, yeah, yeah.
2: But, ah. Sorry, go, go ahead, ahead, John. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, so, I mean, with Ruby, with... Um, with uh, the sister, you definitely see some of the racism of going into the white store. There's only one other person who is black who works there. Um, the conversations that she has with, I believe his name's William, right? The the blonde haired guy. Uh, creepster. Yeah. There, I have a theory. I have a theory, by the way, about William that we can get to later. It's William. Uh, <laughs> but so there's definitely there's it's, it's interesting because I think there's there's definitely levels like episode one you know, there's there's a lot of racism in like episodes two and, and episode three. Obviously, there's a ton of racism, but definitely seems like there's a step back. I just love how the show plays with different genres and different beats, right? Episode two started with that really kind of funny start with um, with Uncle George and uh, Letty. No, what's her name? I'm completely forgetting. I think it's, it's, it's Letty. So? It's Letty right? Yeah, it's
0: Letty. You're right. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: with Letty just kind of like like dancing it up and jazzing it up in the in the house and like ha- having all this type of fun and that's what I kind of got from this uh, this episode and I love I love how they're playing with that it's not all dark and depressing it's not all comedic and light and it kind of turns on a dime sometimes like sometimes it can be everything almost, is happy go lucky yeah um, it can almost be like slapstick funny to like do dark and depressing to horror and sci fi to action and adventure and I can't remember the last show I I've seen that's really balanced those elements. <laughs>
1: yeah like it's it's steeped in racism, obviously, the location it's at, you know what I mean, Time but period. it's also funny. It's a horror story. It's, you know, like i' I've, I've never seen this type of story told in this way. And that's what I really enjoy about it. Like I personally have seen enough of the real heavy ass like racism stories, right? You know what I mean, Like we see it a lot like all over the place in the country. like I don't want to watch that, too. Like, I want to enjoy what I'm watching. I want it to be a reprieve. So if I'm watching this and you can make me laugh during these heavy moments, then, you know, that's, a, that's that's great. You know what I'm saying? when well, you can mix that all together. I think that's that's something different. That's something I've never seen or experienced. So mm. I, I, I love that about it.
0: So when comparing this, because uh, Arjuna obviously wrote out our outline Um, For those watching and listening, uh, it's very clear I don't write a lot when it comes to this thing. (laughs) Anyway, Archuna wrote Indiana Jones meets Lovecraft is like the talking point. Like, I wouldn't say it was truly Indiana Jones. I felt it was more, I'm blanking on the movie, Nicolas Cage films. Oh, National Treasure? Yeah, I've got like a hardcore (laughs) National Treasure vibe, especially when they're in the museum. And they're like going through, and they're trying to find this old book and everything. And
2: oh, I got so I, I got the indie vibes just because of like the secret passageways, the sunlight hitting certain <laughs> things. You know, like that was the bridge. The bridge, That's yeah, directly yeah. from
0: yeah. Lost Cruise, the Lost Crusade,
2: Last Crusade. Take, take directly yeah, from that exactly one, a bridge that you can't see the dead people coming back to life you know like the skeletons that was all very I got the Indiana Jones imagery because yeah, I think it is obviously the most famous archaeological kind of action adventure yeah. movie franchise at least of our generation um, but I could definitely see I mean. National Treasure is interesting because I feel
0: like <laughs> I don't know why, but like they're going after these pages, and then there's like these old this the I mean let's talk real quick let's jump ahead here the ancient individual that um, they discover who the siren the siren what, what is um, she
1: okay 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 cool awesome yes yeah, so she's you, a, what, she, what are they what are they yeah, yeah.
0: and she's yeah. supposed to be the person that Montrose what's his name Montrose Montrose discovered yeah. and then imprisoned correct yeah, wait yeah. Wait. What do you mean? No, Titus. Titus, 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 the original. Right, yeah. the, the, the OG
2: original, uh, son of Adam. The OG the, dickhead. The guy who founded right. the son of Adam. Yeah,
0: OG that's dickhead.
2: I like that. OG dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Oldest <as>
0: dirt. <laughs> Oldest dirt. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah that, that's oh. what I was going for. Uh-huh. Uh, but yes, yeah, so, I mean, let's talk Siren real quick. I mean, that I thought was an interesting sequence. I mean, I definitely, because everything was kind of. You know, upbeat there, doing the whole thing, you know, arm in, the, in the, the the door, blood everywhere, and then going up, all these dead bodies, and then the body jumps. I did shot, like, I actually went, whoa, what the fuck? Really well done. Yeah, because I, like, I thought it was just going to stand yeah. there. I thought something else was going to happen. And then the fact that um,
2: they came back to life. Yeah. Red yeah. skin and hair. Yeah,
0: that was just, that was insane, So we talked too.
2: about, like, the imagery in the very first episode, the kind of black and white sequence, and then mm. how well done that was. This, to me, like, the de-aging process of the skeleton and the movement of the camera, that was, like, the next standout cinematography piece, I think, that we've seen in Lovecraft. Like, that is such a memorable scene to me of that that scene and that de-aging process and everything they did there. I thought that was really cool. Mm. Yeah. Then we just... (laughs) So, I mean, at that, that, like, how, how they,
1: like, how frightening, I actually, like, I think you said it, Robbie, like, I, you actually jumped, like, I think, I, I remember actually, like, being, like, startled by, like, the whole, that whole thing, but yeah, yeah, I, 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 I what's really weird, I don't know if y'all, talk, are you, you assuming so people that have watched this whole joint? Oh,
0: yeah, yeah we, this is a stuff? spoiler-filled, yeah. Oh, okay, everything.
1: okay, cool, cool. The ending was so odd to me. Mm. Like, you know, strange. like, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get Montrose yet, like, is he, yeah. like. You know, he, what? What? What is he is he is he a villain or is he, you know, like uh, I don't know his role yet.
2: Yeah. So I think um, what I picked up watching this episode is he knows a lot more than he's obviously revealing. Like he yeah. knows a ton. So yeah. I, I think everything that happened in this episode, he wasn't surprised by at all. He knew about this underground like he knew everything that was going to happen essentially.
0: Yeah, cuz he knew the combination to open the door. Yeah. He knew the about he knew to a degree that the light was going to hit and bounce around and all that fun stuff. Um, yeah. and then also the siren stuff. He knew that he had to remove her for whatever reason. I don't know if it's necessarily he's a bad guy. I know on this pod we've talked about the theory that he's not actually um, Atticus's father. Yeah. I don't
1: think he is. Um, yeah. But
0: I, so, I, I do wonder. Like, I think he, I don't think he's doing things for the sake of being, I'm the villain, watch the world burn. I still think there is, it's very rooted in family and like protecting his family, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That's where I think it
1: he, comes from. He's doing what he has to, not necessarily what he wants to. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think, do you think, uh, what was it Christina Braithwaite? Do you think she's a villain? Do did, did you think that we started to see that? She might not quite be on their side at this point.
0: Yeah, I sort of. I've always looked at her as she's manipulating everyone. Uh-huh. Everyone, and and it's it's even more reinforced with her man butler boyfriend servant guy, right? The blonde haired yeah. guy who um, seduces and sleeps with uh, Letty's sister
2: Ruby. Yeah, Ruby. Ruby. Ruby yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and I'm like, I'm like, they they're clearly they clearly want things. I think she wants the spell book, and yeah. she's manipulated. The main characters into basically doing her di- the dirty work for her, mm-hmm. right? So I think I think she's definitely evil. I've never really liked her, morally <laughs> speaking. That is, uh, I think she's up to <laughs> no good. She <laughs> can't be trusted. Don't trust the, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh boy! <laughs> I wanted to go there. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't trust them. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So, but 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 so that being said, so I've I've never trusted her, which makes the ending with Montrose more surprising to me. Mm-hmm. Because it's like they're presenting people on both sides, right? It, it, let us say we, 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 we have uh, they've presented these two sides, right? Um, uh, Letty and you it's know like, the main Tick and and uh, you know George when he was alive, and, uh, basically these characters, and then the Braith, the Braithwights, you know these blonde-haired, blue-eyed people running around um, mm-hmm. with spells and then trying to you know be immortal and stuff like that. Those are the two sides that are set up. And I'm like, this side's bad and this side's good. Obviously, it's never that simple, especially with HBO, right? <laughs> but but uh, that's why it was so surprising to me because it's like, I can see why I don't trust Christina. Makes sense. But yeah. Montrose doing what he did, I'm like, so they're, they're setting up like red herrings on both sides. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he did that makes me question like my dislike for Christina. I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. she seems manipulative. But, you know, maybe there's like an altruistic
2: motive behind it.
0: Here's a theory I actually
2: actually heard about and I wanted to share with you guys. The theory that Christina and William are the same person.
0: And she's like a shapeshifter, or is this yeah,
2: or she's just using like she's using the William persona as a man to get more things when she needs it.
0: Have we seen them together?
2: That is why the theory comes into play. We haven't seen mm. them together. Uh, and then specifically, specifically, there's the scene where she's being followed by the cops. She walks into the house, mm. and then William walks out right afterwards. Oh! Uh, without any type of communication. That
0: makes her evil even more evil. Then she's manipulating herself to manipulate others. But, I mean, <laughs> It makes sense, though, that uh, William and Ruby have their thing because Ruby is a key into the house, correct? Yeah. And she wants into that house yeah. that um, Letty is now the owner of. We saw that. Remember, we saw at the very beginning, and real quick, we'll touch on the music choices that they used. Oh, that's great. Album. We had Rihanna's great, great, great Rihanna song. We had fucking Marilyn Manson in there. Like, <laughs> God, it was weird. But... <laughs> Yeah, they, in the very beginning, should she... better have my money. Yeah, she, <laughs> she tries so getting scary. into the house, and she's unable to get into the house. So, yes, it makes sense. I mean, I think that scene in itself, the fact that we see R- William and Ruby uh, hook up or whatever, I think, to our junior's point in his theory, that makes a lot of sense that it is the same individual mm. entity. Let's take it a step further to make it even more crazy. Is Will, is um uh, William... Ruby or no, William, Christina, and then Christina, Christina's father are they all the same person no. or thing?
2: No, well, because we did we did not. specifically see we saw Christina talk to the dad. Yeah. yeah,
0: but what if it's like one of those things like in Harry Potter where the soul splits?
2: You're oh. talking
1: about like the the Holy Trinity type stuff, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Like, like... <laughs> yeah, oh no, sure, why not? <laughs> with with, with, with Christina, uh, she. With vampires, don't you have to like invite them into the house too? So oh. if like Ruby invited her and him in, but yeah. one thing that tripped me out was, you remember that joke the guy said when he was talking to Leticia? He was like the the uh, the that the guy that, that wanted to get to Philly. He was talking about, hey, I had, you know, a, 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 I have a third leg or something. And she was like, you know, we slept together in high school, right? Yep. What? I thought it was the first time when she slept with. So that's the yeah. uh, so uh, joke, right? Because
2: yeah. he told uh, Tick in the previous episode that they slept together, and then he told her that. So she's just outing him because she's like, well, "You need to stop bragging about uh, like these false things." There is another thing he did drop. But, though.
1: She, but she, but she said, but she said their first time was with. Um, right. Which it was with, it, with it, no, it, Atticus,
2: it, Which it was because of the bleeding, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's yeah. she's outing him because Tick. Because the the guy from Philly told Tick that, and then Tick told Letty that. Yeah. So she's just being like, "Hey." So he li- he's lying. He- yeah, he was lying. He so lied. She, that- so she's outing so he- him for the lie. Oh,
1: okay, okay, okay. There
2: is one other thing he did mention though that uh, was kind of a throwaway line that he said to Tick, where he's like, "I've been seeing uh I've been seeing you I've been seeing your dad hang out with the bartender a lot," and remember that same guy. Uh, out, you know, told Tick to go to the bartender when he was uh, he was getting fellatioed by a young minor. So I I have a theory that he's implied... So the Philly Philly man, I don't know what his name, the character's name is, but the guy from Philly or guy who wanted to go to Philly is implying that Montrose could potentially be uh, his dad could be gay.
0: Oh, yeah. that's interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, that's. And that which, lends even more credence to the which, fact which, that... Which then is going to lead to the fact... Fe- Will Tick then start to question his parentage? Is you know is this my dad? Yeah, if yeah, he is potentially yeah, yeah, this.
0: Yeah. Well, he Tick never knew who his mother was, right? That's been decided? Or no, he, no, no. They he, did. But she did. died. Early on, though. Like, super early I don't on.
2: think early on. I, I'm uh, not sure when. Like, it, there's still a lot of mystery behind when she when she passed. passed and all that type of stuff. There's a lot of questions. And I kind of like that about the show. There's... You get... Like one question answered, maybe an episode, and you have like fifteen more. Yeah, uh, by the
0: theories on theories on more theories, and we're only uh-huh. like episode five or six marks the ha- halfway halfway point uh, of this <laughs> next se- week. Next yeah. week of this series, which is a ten week episode uh, season, is it going to? Is there any discussion on a second season as of right now, or is it still? Because obviously IMDb and we all know that IMDb is not the most reliable thing, but it lists it as a as a season one, which would imply that potentially there's more coming. Yeah, I
2: think – I mean, they did the same thing for Watchmen. Yep. Uh, I mean, I think it's honestly up to the the show creator, Misha Green, and if they want, if there's more stories planned or if it's self-contained, mm-hmm. um, popularity. I don't, I don't think, obviously, the show's pretty popular, and I think it's getting very good ratings. So that's not going to be an issue. I think it's really just going to be um, – is the story self-contained? does it lead credence to more seasons, um, or what? You also have to think like the the cast in this show, um, like Journey Smiley and Jonathan Majors, they're both major movie actors too. Like yeah. they've, they've they've both both appeared in a lot of um, big time roles recently. So uh, it might be tough to get them back for a second season too. If you're continuing with these characters, or you're going maybe you're going in a different direction too. It'd be
0: interesting to see it in a different direction for sure I mean you know studios love their expanded universes so, you know and it's called lovecraft's country yeah which you know which lends the the show the shows is kind of about this author, the settings, you know, so even though this first season follows this group of characters, why couldn't a second season be a different aspect of his writings or whatever, or a different time period, different time period uh yeah. Could go back. That'd be um, some other things I want to touch upon. The underground area, obviously, they they start out in Chicago. They end up in Boston. They end up in some Boston museum. I don't know if it's the Natural History Museum over there, yeah. but they're in a museum in Boston. Obviously, when they're going through the Indiana Jones slash National Museum. National, was it? National Treasure? National Treasure you know, sequence. We see the elevator. We also see the dead body. So we see a direct connect between that house in Chicago and the tomb. Right. How do, yeah. do we think that this tomb, forget the show, actually it's Constantine. Constantine, the character from the DC comics, he has a magical house that can like, it's all dark magic and it just flies around and appears wherever it needs to be. Do we <laughs> think the same type of thing is happening with
1: the tomb? Where Some the type of teleportation. There's something Cause going they, on, they right? Really, they went yeah. from
2: Boston to Chicago way too quickly. A portal. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, do you think it was when they crossed that uh, that plank? Yes. That's when that happened? Yes. I think that makes the most sense, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, like, I
2: think so. I think I think when they crossed that plank, that that was the, the magical distance that they kind of traveled. Because they even call um, Aunt Hippolyta, Hippolyta, Hippolyta. and uh, tell her, like, oh, we're, we're back in Chicago. So they had to drive the car all the way back from Boston. <laughs> well, she doesn't. So, so at the very yeah, end, exactly. she discovers— yeah,
0: um, what's his name? Uncle George's oh, map. Uncle George's map. And then they turn around. Yeah. So she's heading to the creepy ass,
2: you know. The house, the, the rubble. The rubble, basically.
0: Yeah. So let's real quick. Let's go over what elements do we have here? We have vampires. We have time travel, right? Because there's mention of the solar system yep. golden thing that uh, Christine is looking
2: for. Um, and you see at the beginning of this episode, by the way, you see that, that Aunt yeah. Hippolyta has that um, at the office. And there's a guy who's you know she's like, oh, it doesn't work. I need to figure out the gear, so it's not working yet and we know Christina's trying to get into the house to get that, but she doesn't realize that it's not in that house yet, so that's yeah. also interesting.
0: so we have some time travel things uh I love that um real quick before we go around the room. John, do you have any like favorite parts or anything that you felt was missing from the episode?
1: From this episode, I don't think there was anything that was missing I'm, i i I think uh my favorite, favorite part? Hmm. I don't know. I like I like the episode in general. I didn't have a particular favorite part. Um, I did like the reference to Indiana Jones, just one of my favorite movies. So I say top ten. You know, what I mean, nice. I remember like actually running out the theater as a kid because it like freaked me out. You know, there's a particular part when like the dude drinks from the goblet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Oh, like, I remember like my creepy. uncle had to like grab my grab me by my t shirt to like. Keep me in the theater, but I just like—I mean, Indiana Jones is one of my favorite series, so I like that the, the um I like that it's similar to that. But as far as a particular part, I didn't think there was a one, but I I, I enjoyed it for sure. Very nice, very nice.
0: Uh, before we do it, any anyone else last minute things on this? Uh, ask- I, I guess I, I here's the thing, right? So we've we've all mentioned. Yep. And I just want to go around real quick. I just want everyone to, to give a prediction at this point. We're almost halfway of where this is going. Where Where do we end up? Prediction, predictions, pain. Yes, I. I agree <laughs> That's with my that prediction. One. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's been a lot of pain. Yeah. Uh, no, I think my big, I think the biggest thing is, you know, there's, there's clearly a big mention of time travel. Time travel is gonna be a big thing. Uncle George, Georgie was a, is a, an important character. I think if the theory about Montrose and um, Atticus is like parents are true, I think time travel is gonna bring him back. Um, yeah, And I think potentially back. it will also bring back the sons of Adam. Um, which obviously is very, very bad. So, <laughs> whoops, whoopsie. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, uh, so I think, what do I think is going to happen here? I just think, I think everything is getting set up to be foiled. So I think, it's, I, I, th- I think I'm starting to think that Montrose is bad. Christina is good. Oh boy. Um, Tick is uh, Tick. Tick's gonna not end up being a powerful sorcerer. I think Letty is. I think like it's gonna end up being the one oh, wow. with the end up. She with she the spells. Had, she had that great line yeah. to Tick where she was like, you yeah. know, what the fuck? You think every, the sound of the world's around yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. And right, like, right. The world doesn't revolve around yeah. you. So I think she's gonna. Up, I I just think we're it's it's setting up a little too nicely where everything's just gonna get flipped. So what is good is bad, and what is bad is good. What is great? This is, is uh, this is still like gray.
2: an Avengers. This is like the pre. This is like the Avengers. They're all separated. And they're all going to come together when the aliens come down and attack. I swear to God, if there are no aliens
0: in this show, I'm going to be very upset.
2: Because we have every other sci-fi element in here.
0: We need aliens. You haven't got werewolves yet. Werewolves aren't sci-fi. Have
1: we not got werewolves? Were those little, like, things that we saw the first day, were they not similar to werewolves? They're kind of like vampire what? werewolves. Like Vampires. Yeah, got... <laughs> 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 yeah. What's that? Yeah, that's Underworld, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. vampire. Yeah. That's true. We've got ghosts.
2: You know, we've, we've got zombies. Alien cows. Well, we had cows <laughs> giving birth to demon babies. <laughs> oh, uh, we got to wow. see what happens with that still. Yeah, that's right? a thing. I yeah. completely forgot about <laughs> forgot that. that. I
1: forgot about that. There's, yeah. so, there's so
2: many, there's so many questions, and there's so many like things that you see. There's just there's so many things that I so need, uh, have, that I need to answer. So, so
0: I learned about this real quick. Quick aside, I learned about this concept uh, about world building. You have hard world building and soft world building. Hard world building is like Star Wars, where every element in in the show is explained, right? Hmm. Uh, everything has an explanation. Like it, nothing exists, you know, by itself. And then there's soft world building, which is in a lot of like Japanese anime, and Lovecraft Country is also a perfect example of it, where you have random things that help create this incredible setting, and mm. almost none of it is explained. <laughs> it's just, it's just <laughs> there. You know it's like I'm there for dressing, and it, and it helps you. Yeah, yeah. It helps pull you in, and it helps immerse you. But because nothing's explained, it maintains this air of mystery, and mm-hmm. it creates this sense of, like, foreboding, or it's really good at, like, creating emotions without yeah. t- without telling your logical brain why, you know? So, great example of soft world bullying.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah I think that, uh, I think, like, the even if they don't explain like, the demon part, it adds to the world. Yes. Like, you, you see how ridiculous, like... The depths of how ridiculous, you know, the world is. Yep. Even if that part's not explained, it does make you understand the entire world a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or at least um, like,
0: uh, or at least like the discomfort and the uncertainty that our main characters yeah. are feeling, because they're yes. like us, right? They're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. You get very much so. <laughs> right. 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 Uh, good times. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. John, do you have any uh, theories for what's gonna happen in the remainder of the show? You're like, now I'm, I'm a- here for the
1: this- ride. Yeah, I I have no theories. I just I just hope the uncle comes back. I mean, he's too good of an actor. They probably paid that man too much to use him. <laughs> to, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, what I mean, make him get his money's worth. We want to see more of him. So yeah, I want to see. I, I want the uncle to come back. Yeah, um, sure. I don't I don't really know. I do think in the end, Braith White. I think Braith White will turn out to be um uh good. Um, mm. uh, but I think I think I think there'll be a part in the middle where we just have absolutely despise her, and yeah. then it'll switch up. and She. You know, she's, she's she's she'll be somewhat solid. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they're
2: I don't think their uh, intentions align yet. I don't think yeah. they're I think it's going to align by the end of the season, but yeah. we're not there yet. Right. And yeah. so it'll be interesting to see how it aligns. And against who? Or whom. Whomst or what? Whomst? <laughs> I, I, I personally hope that the last episode
0: almost has nothing to do with the season. And it's like these demon cow demon baby things. Uh, like oh. multiply out of control, and it's like an Avengers. They have to come together with all the spells oh. that they've learned to defeat them. <laughs> <laughs> Just something totally random. So basically, stupid, basically Doctor Strange.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> time yeah. travel. Yeah. <laughs> oh my the whole god. I've come to bargain. Oh god! No, no, <laughs> no
0: fucking ending ever. All right, I think it's that time, kids. Uh, Krishna, you're old, so Krishna mm. was Lovecraft country. A history of violence, good. It was extremely good. Uh, actually, I think this was probably my second favorite episode after the first one. Oh wow, yeah. So I liked it a lot. Uh, Arjuna was Lovecraft Country uh, episode three of season one. Good. It was episode four. Four, yeah. <laughs> well, I uh, I was testing you, and you passed
2: the test. <laughs> yes, it was. It was good. Uh, I enjoyed it immensely. It it came out Friday. So for those who didn't know, it actually HBO Max dropped it early on Friday. Watched it Friday uh, Friday morning, but I was like, I I gotta watch it. Like it, it's already become appointment television for me in terms of like I can't wait. Um, there are spoilers online pretty instantaneously, um, so I was just like, I gotta watch it.
0: We know why HBO did that, right? Real quick. It, Labor Day. Exactly. They're no, yeah. no. They're being nice to the to the interns whose job it is to hit the stream button. <laughs> they're like,
2: you know what? <laughs> you deserve a three day weekend. Oh,
1: wow. oh
2: Uh, John. Was Lovecraft Country season one, episode four, "A History of Violence," good?
1: Yeah, it, it's it's good. I think at at one point while watching it, I I, I, didn't, I didn't I didn't I didn't I don't think I thought this. I actually thought this. <laughs> I thought like I'm looking forward to watching this like three years mm-hmm. from now. You know what I mean? Where you know if the, if there's a I hope it continues to be a series, but. After um, Game of Thrones, I said I'd never sign up for appointment television again to be disappointed the way I was last <laughs> yeah. season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Last season. But um, I lied to myself. You know what I mean? I'm I'm always looking forward to this coming on. Um, yeah, it was good. I, I really enjoyed it. Nice. Ravi was Lovecraft Country, Episode 4, good.
0: You know, I'm going to do the unthinkable what? and agree with you all uh, and say, yes, it wow. was fan-fucking-tastic. It was a very good episode. I definitely I, – I think I'm in the middle where it's kind of like I wanted to be afraid and be disgusted by humanity, which we still had some elements of, but it was still a different episode where it sticks out when you compare all of them, Yeah, which, you know, in uh, – television series now where you have like multiple episodes it is very difficult to do where single episodes stand out yeah and this is definitely one of those episodes where it stands out which i think is really good so oh,
2: they've all stood out to me for different reasons and yeah. i think that's yeah. impressive for a new show especially when you're trying to learn names and characters and motivations and everything uh it's fascinating and and to kind of echo john's point like this is a, I'm excited to watch this show when the first season's done, just to pick up on all the things I missed mm. in episode one mm-hmm. and two uh, and everything. I was telling Sahara that I bet that opening dream sequence is loaded with references that are mm. gonna be throughout this entire first season. Yeah, we still don't the have the aliens. Like I'm I saying. I bet there's a ton. I bet there's there's just a ton
0: of it. Ugh. There's a ton of
2: info there. Yeah. Love that.
0: Also, Jackie Robinson's ghost. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please.
1: That. Yeah. Yeah, beating an alien's ass with a bat. <laughs> with a bat. Got, on, just tap into that, man. It's a, I got some lists right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's with very, that home
0: run power. It's very oh like Will Smith right. vibes from like Independence Day. Welcome <laughs> to Earth. Yeah. Yes.
1: Right, right. Knocked old boy out. Remember that? Will Smith knocked the alien out of Independence, Independence Day. We don't talk about that enough. You know what I <laughs> mean? Welcome that's real punching power. That's some
0: good stuff. <laughs> Actually, that's a great point. That that would hurt his, that would break your wrist. Because he punches like an exoskeleton, right? It's true. Yeah, but remember the alien crash in a ship. Oh okay. so I'm sure so he's, he's got, got like some whiplash shit going on. Yeah, he's
1: probably got a, he's probably somewhat concussed already. <laughs> yeah. You know, he jumps out on some rah and, and then like the fear. Yeah. He's scared, so that adds more power. Yeah. You know Oh, I mean? see, yeah adrenaline. Just, oh, yeah, adrenaline. Yeah,
0: adrenaline rush. So wait, wait, what yeah. do you think what do you think gave the alien C T E? Was it the crash or, the- <laughs>
2: or Will Smith's? <laughs> Yes. I Don't crash, let the I NFL know. look into it, okay? <laughs> Christian, CTE did not exist in the 90s. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> right. right.
1: Yeah,
2: it yeah, came really about right.
0: randomly yeah. more recently. Yeah. yeah. Right. SJW conspiracy. Uh, John, <laughs> thank you for being on the podcast. Really appreciate so it. Everybody, this is LeJethro Jenkins. John, is there anything you want to plug while you're on here?
1: Yeah. Where can we Dump find it. you? Tap in Wednesdays. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Y'all be cool, man. That's just fun. I appreciate y'all. Thanks, Thanks sir. John have Wednesday. a good one. Appreciate Thanks. it,
2: bro. Thanks. Peace. 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 Awesome. Sweet.
0: Oh, we should get
2: John on more of these. We should. He's, a, great. he's a good dude. And that was great. We should replace our host with him, honestly. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah,
0: but yeah. I do so good at <laughs> poorly reading the intro <laughs> <laughs> and barely keeping it together. I had the internet. Internet. Wait. Why do you have a peak going? Uh, Because I hate my hair. Anyway, thanks for bringing that up, Krishna. You're you're welcome. Moving right along, uh, everybody. You know, this weekend we saw two films. We did. Mass. We didn't personally see them, but the world saw two films uh, that were teased that were supposed to come out a long time ago, earlier in this year. (laughs) Um, Yeah, one of them was. One of them literally was supposed to come out half a year ago. Yep. Yep, about six months. Yeah, back in March, it was delayed, obviously, due to to everything that's happening with COVID nineteen. Um, you know, a disease that has, uh, or excuse me, a virus that has, um, you know, made the whole planet basically stop. Uh, the other film, obviously, being Tenant, we decided that we would go and do the safer thing, and uh, you know, purchased um, Mulan via the Disney Plus platform so that we'd be would be able to you know go ahead and watch it. Um, when comparing that obviously to the film Tenant, which they decided to do a theatrical release worldwide. Um, for those listening and watching this podcast, you know uh, we don't hide the fact that we do not believe what Christopher Nolan and the <laughs> Jackpot Geniuses over at uh, Warner Warner decided to do by releasing a theatrical release movie in in you know COVID times. Um, we personally, the three of us, have decided that we are going to. Um, Withhold, withstand. What's the proper? I verb? think just ignore it till it comes we, out on. VRT? Yeah, we're just going to ignore yeah. *Tenant* until it's actually available in a digital though we, release. Though we, though we talk about it every. Week. We talk about every <laughs> release. We give it so much broad, like so much like uh, attention. Attention, it's <laughs> insane. But yeah, like I said, this long rant. Uh, we went and uh, we saw. We didn't win. We. Purchase the thirty five, thirty-five dollar or thirty, thirty-five dollar 30. um access code so that we could watch Mulan mm. early on. And I, I want to bring this up because it's interesting with the Disney Plus platform, right? So Disney Plus is a monthly subscription. You get access to all of Disney's digital catalog, you know, Avenger films, Star Wars films. And now, you know, if you pay a little bit more, $35 or whatever, you get access to Mulan early. That being said. If you're a Disney Plus subscriber come December 4th or whenever, you get access to Mulan the new live action film for free. So basically what we did is we, you know, opted to pay x amount of money to just access the film earlier. It's not that we physically own anything, we just paid an access fee.
2: Well, what's the whole thing with like streaming though, right? Like if you stream, if you if you stream something through like your iTunes subscription or your Spotify subscription, you have access to that as long as they keep it in that service too, yep. right? Like that's the, that's the other thing with like Disney Plus is notorious because they're be, they're adding and dropping movies. Same thing with HBO Max. Like they're dropping the Harry Potter film series, for example. I think relatively soon because it's going to go over to Peacock for a little while. Oh, because no. of all the pre-existing, you know, deals and such of like of of just the rights to the digital streaming moving. So it's like, yeah, oh, I have access to this for a limited amount of time. Who knows if they made digital streaming promises to, like, Netflix or anyone from Mulan, where, okay, you maybe have it on December, and maybe you paid the $30 to get it the three months early, but come, I'm just making this up, but, like, April of next year, it's only on Netflix. So you're like, what? I just lost it?
0: It's definitely interesting. I mean... We're we we're in a new world, right? When it comes to movies, box offices, and everything, you know, right from the start, in terms of like how they actually film these things, is now radically different than a year ago. And now we're also seeing how things are done in terms of um, distribution is now wildly different, right? Like Tenant was is one of was supposed to be one of the big twenty twenty films of the year. We were all very excited about it back in twenty nineteen. Still, still am, still I am. Mean, just, um, when it comes, when we finally see it, it yeah. will be sweet. Uh, you know, I I I think I do a great job of separating artists from the art. Yep. So, you know, I agree with Arjuna. Why Moser. are you looking at me? Arjuna, <laughs> because you you have been the most anti Christopher Nolan on this podcast. Uh, I can't wait for it because, I, you know, it, I think I've, from what I've heard from <coughs> Jericho, uh, I heard it's an incredible movie. He uh, saw it? He saw it. He, he, he lives, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not going to say too much case <laughs> he, he gets in trouble here, but he did see it and he said it was incredible. He said he called Christopher Nolan the Michael Jordan of cinema. It's quite high praise.
2: Uh, uh, so actually, well, the, the critics disagree because this is the lowest rated uh, Christopher Nolan movie since The Prestige. Which, which pre- prestige was around like a sixty percent, which is way too low. Uh, agreed. Uh, I think this is around this is hovering around an 80, 70 something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's still fantastic, still fantastic. But one of Christopher <laughs> Nolan's lowest-rated critical movies. Which just lends credence <laughs> that he probably is
0: the Michael Jordan. Just, just saying. But anyways, um, so. Yeah, it it, it went, the wait will be worth it will make it that much sweeter. I don't know if it <laughs> will though, because yeah, Christian, I think you do do a really good job of separating artists from art, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's it's still kind of distasteful because basically what Warner and Nolan said to the fan base, like I consider myself a Christopher Nolan fan, sure, is that if you want to see this film, you know, you have to go and put yourself. To a level, to a degree. I'm not saying you're fully at risk here, but you have to put yourself to a level, to a to, a, to a risky degree, risk degree, whatever. Well, and
2: not even just yourself, right? Like the people that are around you, your friends, your yeah. family, your mm-hmm. loved ones. Like if you sure. want to go see this movie, you got to put X amount at risk, right? Mm-hmm. And movie theaters are not safe. They're not enforcing you have to wear your masks the whole time. How are you supposed to? You you have someone there watching everyone while they're watching the movie? You know, like, they they're going to have snacks. Theaters like do it's a terrible
0: not- job already <laughs> of stopping, like, the assholes from kicking the chair, talking through during, during films, or being on their fucking cell phones. Enforcing a mask? Impossible. Hmm. But it's like, the, the theater basically took the option out of your hands, right? Whereas, if you want to see it, you have to go to the theater We don't know when a digital release is coming out. They've already shown and proven that they can hold us to a degree hostage. I know I'm being very extreme with my terms, but guess what? I can do that. Uh, In the sense that they held on for so, so long, released it. The movie still went out worldwide released. It still made money. Mm -hmm. It's made about $150 It's very possible, you know, if they want to be real dicks about this, they may not release it digitally for up to another year and may keep doing reruns as things get, you know, air quotes, better. That's fine. To recoup the money. Actually, to be honest, that's, that would be, it, take out the morality. Sure. Really smart business. Oh, big true. time, Because uh, guess what? That has a theater shelf life of two to three years. Uh, actually, it could be one of the greatest experiments in cinema history. Just saying. You, you, you have one of the most anticipated sci-fi movies of all time with one of the uh, most heralded directors of all time. And you, on purposefully, hold back a digital release, and you just keep releasing in cinema, like once That's evil. a year. That's evil. For, for let's say two weeks, <laughs> you sell out. You sell out every showing oh my God. across the world for three straight years. Yeah, I would love to see it. It's interesting. It, it, it might change. But it might uh, change movies as we know them. Going back to my point, my point is, like I said at the start, you do a really good job of separating mm. art from art. art. I do not. Sure. I don't know. I honestly, like like as I keep watching and reading these things and and following what's happening in the world, mm-hmm. even if it comes out digitally, even if it's free, I don't know if I could ever put myself up to bothering to watch it because knowing what has happened sure. is there. Sure. So, yeah, I get it. Rant I over. I, uh, I totally 100% um, understand that. But will you ever watch Mad Max Fury Road? No, because Aaron (laughs) built it up so – like Aaron is a a friend of the podcast, for those listening and watching. He's a a friend that when Mad Max came out was just very hardcore, like
2: go see it, go see it, and I never did. But you know what's a shame? You know what's a shame, like knowing you and having seen the movie? It's a movie you would actually really like. (laughs) (laughs) It's really sad about it. (laughs) it,
0: It's sad because it means nothing coming from me because I'm prone to hyperbole. It's one of the best action movies ever made. And I say that about a lot of things. Is it better I'll than I'll Triple I'll Frontier? I'll lead, I, yes. It, I, <laughs> I mean, it makes Triple Frontier look like literal dog shit. Well,
2: based on that review, <laughs> you might go watch yes. it. Yeah. You should. I have. Why don't it. you? Own it. Well, look, look. Uh, j- just to plug ourselves, in four weeks we have our hundredth episode. Wouldn't it be like special if you did that for your r hundredth as the oh, host? Sure, of the sure, the show. I had a great That's idea. For I did have a good episode.
0: idea. Yeah. 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 Uh, for the hundredth episode, um, on episode ninety-nine. We reveal, I'm going to make Arjuna, I'm like i going to, each of us nominate a movie for somebody else in this group that they have to watch that they don't want to. Yeah. So for you, it would be Mad Max, which, by the way, you're welcome. That's (laughs) a fantastic movie we're making you watch. I already got what Christian has to watch. Yeah. Go ahead. Pick it. Star Trek (laughs) V.
2: Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's a great one. And then what would we pick for him? Yeah. You guys have to pick something for me. That's so difficult. I know because Juno watches everything. He loves everything. No, but actually, it's actually no. It's easy. It's it's really easy. The Twilight, the Twilight Saga. No, all of it. Think of, there's one Detail specific genre. There's one specific genre of movie I oh, do a not like. A horror.
0: Well, we need to find the most fucked up, psychologically <laughs> effed up movie. I'll find it that. South has Korean. to be foreign. It has yeah, to be yeah. a foreign one. I'm gonna find that. Yes. I'm gonna find the South Korean one with the uh, girl paralyzes bodies and sticks needles in their eyes. <laughs> are you trying are you
2: hiding I I no no I got stuck <laughs> oh, I, got, I got stuck it looked like it, you but. were
0: getting really scared you, you were like <laughs> I don't want this <laughs>
2: anyway we old boys anyway. watch old boy. no no I've Ob- seen old boys old boys no. not oh. that old boy is just it's messed up <laughs> it's fucked up those
0: listening and watching so like uh, Christian Arjun said our 100th episode is coming up very very shortly for those listening, watching, you know, please at was it good and let us know of a horror film, and we're talking like we w- we don't want gore, not gory horror, psychological horror film that yeah. Arjun, the youngest member of this podcast, will have to watch and then give us his honest review. Yeah, we may do a live stream and put a heart rate monitor on him. We don't know yet. Oh, by the way, uh, after this, great. I have a live stream idea that me and Lo came up with. Oh, perfect! I love that you're putting
2: this in the podcast. Absolutely.
0: it. we went went way off here. We, we talked our Z tenant here. Uh, yes, and uh, for those on Twitch, you know, if you, uh, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook, if you're watching right now, definitely fill us our comments up with any uh, suggestions on films for our junior to watch that will scare himself. We've gotten one for Hamilton. That would make me and Ravi No. Cool. No, I'm that's a, no, never again <laughs> no moving on anyway, back to Mulan, back to Mulan. um, I'm gonna give my quick review because you all know it, and it's very simple. <laughs> Here we go. we got another
2: nomination for hereditary
0: who okay oh. um for for Mulan, real quick guys, it sucked. <laughs> I'm sorry, for the thirty thirty five dollars wasn't worth it, yeah. It sucked. If you have to, here, here's yeah. here's Ravi's my honest opinion. If you have Disney Plus, I implore you to just wait until December. Yeah, <laughs> don't bother spending the money. Absolutely. Instead, rewatch the original yes. Mulan, the 1998 yeah animated film. It has great songs. It has Eddie motherfucking Murphy in it. Yep. It has just. It's just so 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 much better. And I'm gonna stop now because I'm just gonna keep bashing it. Yeah, uh, I,
2: I would say, I will say, I think it's a movie that would have been better on the big screen, especially because it is so focused on being an action movie. I, I just, you know, and, and it is, you know, there, there are some, there are some good shots in there that I think would have been nice to see on a big screen. Uh, having said that, having. Said that, if we you're trying real hard to, like... All
0: right, what shots? Are you talking about
2: the fucking slow-motion shots every god-fucking-five seconds where no. it's, like, drama? No, they did They did shoot in China, and there were some nice scenic shots that on a nice big screen, I would have been like, oh, this is some nice, like, photography that I've seen. Uh, having said that, it <laughs> it's, you know... It's hard if you're a fa- I feel like it's hard as a fan of the original, especially because relatively... Especially for all of us here, we were, ch- we were kids when it came out, right? So it has an important uh, place in our movie viewing history of, of being a great movie. and it has a big impression when you're on a ki- when you're a kid. So when you have a remake of that, it has to kind of n- hit it out of the ballpark or be something completely different. It has to be way better. And I don't think I don't think this movie did either. I, I don't think it differentiated itself enough to be something that was different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I don't think it was good enough to be compared to the original. Um, I, w- I, wish, I wish if they were going to not do the music and, you know, have different elements go all the way. It just felt like they went halfway, right? With, with the music, they kept dropping in <laughs> the lines and, like, the chorus there. And, it, and it, to me, it made me miss that musical, those musical beats more. They had the iconic characters, the side characters there, but they didn't flesh them out at all. And then they added an extra one in by making Lucky Cricket into a human, and so there was just there were just these supporting guys that didn't get enough time to really shine and differentiate from who was the other. Then they also they made Shen, the main love interest, they split him into two characters. Shang, Shang right? Shang into two characters, right? One who served with Mulan. Um, and everybody else on the front lines, and then the commander in Donnie Yen. Because and the reason they actually did that was because they found it problematic after the Me Too movement to have a commanding officer, you know, flirt or be romantically involved with a subordinate.
0: Mm. That makes sense. It makes
2: sense. It makes sense. I just wish that, I, but it's too many characters. It was just, there's just all these characters that were kind of stuffed in. I didn't feel like they didn't get fleshed out. I felt like Mulan didn't get fleshed out enough either. Like in the animated movie, maybe it's we're romanticizing how I remember the movie, and we've You're seen not. it so many times.
0: Christian and I recently, we rewatched yep. the animated Mulan film maybe three, four weeks ago. And I will say this we were definitely, definitely, you know, Blitz. sober. <laughs>
1: As yeah, fuck oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we
0: watched it, yeah, we weren't singing along at all. We t- we talked about
2: it on the spot.
0: <laughs> oh shit!
2: <laughs> no, no, we were sober. Don't, but, uh, don't listen to the old <laughs> versions of us. But anyway, but what I'm saying is, I just feel like the movie felt half baked to me, and, <laughs> and, and just in every single way, I felt like they they wanted it every single way instead of just going either a straight, either instead of like doing the Lion King method where okay. It's a straight up live action remake, right? We even have the same voice actor of, of Mufasa, right? Darth Vader, right? He used the of, he, they could have taken his original lines if they wanted, but they didn't. But but that's what I'm saying, right? They made they made a pretty much shot, shot for shot, shot like yeah. the same movie live action, which is fine. People loved it. It did really well. Yeah. It wasn't for everyone. This Mulan, I you know obviously there are pro- there are people that like it uh, based off of our was it good poll that we did where. of the people preferred the live action over the animated. Real quick, I'd like to
0: talk about that um, very controversial tweet. So (laughs) we, uh, as you all know, have a Twitter account. And like everyone else, we'd like people to follow it because we put really dumb things on there. And one of the things that we did on the release of the film was we put out an image that I photoshopped. I I learned uh, blending that day. (laughs) It takes like two seconds, you would have known. And we, I put a tweet out with an image that basically says, you know, retweet um, if you like the live action Mulan or like, or excuse me, retweet if you like the original Mulan and then like if you like the new live axi- action. Little did I know that there was a marketing campaign running where if you actually liked uh, anything with hashtag Mulan, you got the cool animation that Twitter does when they do their kind of like you know partnered marketing campaign so i believe that that actual number was very very skewed i do kind of want to rerun that tweet anew in about a week like probably next you know thursday friday just to see if that's still the actual case is more people get a chance to watch the film for sure
2: And hmm. put the animated mulan as the like because more people it's easier to like than retweet i feel like or people like well then you're still skewing <laughs> the, i don't <laughs> care i want to skew it correctly maybe just make it a
0: comment comment below which one you liked better <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, so uh, I guess I'll go now because you haven't asked me. Like, my opinion doesn't matter. But, well, yeah. I mean, you like Triple Frontier, so clearly you don't know what you're talking about. long sucked. No, oh, wow. <laughs> it, sucked. it sucked so bad. It was, there was one funny part and it wasn't even that funny. Wait, what part was that? Uh, when she walks in to the barracks and there was like some naked guys running around. That was. That was the only
2: humorous part I can even think of. <laughs> so, Christian, you find nudity funny? Jeez, <laughs> right. yeah. What do you mean, nudity is hilarious? I thought the fu- I, I thought I thought it's related to that. But the part I thought was kind of funny was when they're in the bed and the guys are rolling over. Oh that, yeah, that was kind of funny. That was kind of funny. Yeah.
0: The fact that we can think of two parts, I think, is telling. Oh, the um, credits. Those were
2: fun. Yeah,
0: yeah it was. I don't it remember meant the credits. I'm pretty sure we exited quickly. It meant the sh- <laughs> It meant the movie was over. Oh, that's right. But you, I think, Arjuna hit the nail on the head. Um. If you're not going to do, do it in the same spirit as the animated, which I don't think they were trying to do, then they need to glean heavily, make it really dark, make it put way more emphasis on the action. Chore- choreography could have been better. The action could have been better.
2: Um, oh, so a lot, of people, be, a lot of people did praise the action. A lot of people thought the action was really well done, especially for was, a Disney movie. It was It was boring. I'm, ju- I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just, I, I, I agree with you guys, but I'm just saying that it has been praised for its action. Yeah. But I agree. I think for the PG-13 movie, it should have been a little bit darker, and it maybe should have been more action focused, or, or just a little different.
0: Yeah. want I, I, like let's go, let's go all the way, right? Let's get some like uh, two towers action in there, all right? I want like, like you know, good the thing, stuff. The, the thing though is like you know, maybe I'm going to disappear tonight or in a couple of weeks for saying this. Um oh, no. The movie wasn't made for an American audience. Like, that that's the thing. At the end of the day, that film, Mulan, <laughs> you are—you it correct. was not made for us. They I did. mean, the lead actress in her comments about a year ago at this point kind of says it all. Last year at D23. Uh, like, right this movie was not made for us, and that's fine. I fucking hated it. <laughs> I mean, think, but do you think do you think the audience it was made for would like it? Yes, because it was like
2: no, no, because it was the
0: second most viewed film in China. Right, this week.
2: but the boycott Mulan movement started in China too, so there are clearly a lot of people who are against this movie in China. But that you, but Ravi is correct. Like when because they it was bad. when they did the production of this movie, they really wanted to make sure it was. As authentic as possible to the Chinese culture, because Disney wanted a big win in China. But
0: so they created a fake enemy. The Bakari are completely. They might be based on something real, but it's like a made up. So, so that which to me doesn't even like. That's just even Christian, more mind blowing. Christian, we'll, we'll continue down the path of well, I'll probably disappear this week. Um, <laughs> China doesn't want to retell history the way we know history. They want to make their own history. Yeah, but China didn't make this movie. No, if you're trying to if you're coffee, all also, to be Chinese fair, audiences, that's, why are you
2: creating? That's shit? every single country. Every single country Absolutely. wants to tell the history. Of not, that makes not their country looked good, and every other country looked bad. That's yeah. not true. Like if it you learn true. about the American Revolution in America, it's <laughs> very different than the American <laughs> Revo- the like the American Revolution you learn in England. Go learn about <laughs> go
0: out learn about English history, and you'd be like, wow, the empire was an amazing good, thing. Good when people. you learn about yeah. Vietnam in people, America, yeah. it's very yeah, different
2: than when you learn about Vietnam in Vietnam, the Vietnam War in Vietnam, and other countries. Every other country. Yeah. How
0: do you think history will remember this podcast? It's they will probably remember me as the dictator of the podcast. The dick. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> the the tater Todd? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we can keep going on, but I, I don't. <laughs> I don't honestly want to, and yeah. I know Christian's gotta 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 go go soon. But I want to talk to him about lower deck. So oh. I think uh, we'll
2: wrap this really quick here. Does anyone think it was good? No. Okay. There we go. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> the yeah. was It good crew officially says Mulan, the live action 2020 supposed to have been released earlier film was not good. Don't see it. Don't just wait. Just wait. If just you want to see it, yeah. Wait till just it's Just wait. Free. Be patient. Be patient. And also, if you see Tenant, whatever. Tell us how it is. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> so live through you. Going on to things that make me happy, Star Trek Lower Decks, mm. a series that we thought was hit and miss. Well, Krishna thought it was going to be a miss. But turns out it was actually really good. And once again, we got another really fun episode yeah. combining great humor and great science and great fiction. Wow. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what Wonderful description. Uh. Uh, let's start like, right off the, the top. I think uh, the amount of references that we got. I was definitely sitting there in the chair giggling like an idiot because we got so many fun references. My favorite reference in the episode, so just a quick high level, our main character, the Ensign, um, played by Dance Quaid's kid. Ensign... Boiner? Boiner. 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 Anyway. Uh, Boiner. Yeah, en- <laughs> <Bo-me- laughs> uh, Ensign actually has a really, you know, somewhat attractive uh, female girlfriend in this. And um, Beckett believes that, you know, she might be a parasite or some kind of crazy alien or whatever. Um, but then there's also another character that, you know, Enzo Boimer thinks, you know, is going to uh, take the the girlfriend away from him or whatever. And he compares that character to um, a Kirk And Tucker crossover, which I thought was fucking hilarious because obviously Kirk in the original series, it was William Shatner. He was presented as this like macho, good-looking masculine guy. And then Tucker in the more recent Star Trek Enterprise series, which takes place before Kirk's period, is this kind of like southern, uh, good-looking, but super intelligent engineer character, which is great. So I thought like combine the two and then you got this other character, which is fucking hilarious.
2: Hmm.
0: Tucker, who blows up and dies, he doesn't though. According to a book, yes, that happens afterwards. <laughs> he actually goes and works for some black ops. Core, uh, oh company. yeah,
2: is that canon though?
0: It's a one of the Star Trek books, and I believe all Star Trek books are canon. Nice. Uh,
2: I don't trust that for a <clears throat> second. Oh okay. Do you think the references were too much though for the casual fan?
0: No, no, not at all. Because they're they're like I don't know. they're it's dialogue, right? It's it's um, what is it? Krishna says soft. Was it world soft building? Soft world building, right? Where it's like these characters are discussing and having these conversations with each other, and in the Star Trek universe, where two characters are discussing, why would they say something like, "Oh, he's a cross between um, Idris Elba and um, Tom Cruise" or something? No, right? I agree. It would be like people that are relevant within that world. But I think, like for a casual fan like Christian, I think you understood. Correct me if I'm wrong. To a degree that he was comparing this to somebody of greatness yeah um i didn't get all the references but it didn't take away my enjoyment of it and i mean put it this way right if that really bothered me all i'd have to do is either research what those references are or go watch those shows i don't like star trek enough to do either of those things that being said i still enjoyed this episode quite quite you know quite well it was a is bit a, quite 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 good <laughs> quite goodly um Brain malfunction. Uh, <laughs> God. The heat is getting to me right now. I didn't bring my water. Um, uh, the story itself, though, the story and the humor outside of those references is still really strong. Yeah. Where I don't need to get every reference uh, to to find it funny. So uh, yeah, I this was another this was another really strong entry into the uh, Star Trek Lower Decks season one um, thing. Uh, <laughs> I really liked the. I love the the political stuff happening with the yeah, the planet. The, the, actually, so so the the, uh, the a plot was good, but my favorite part of the show was the two subplots. Yeah, uh, with the the two engineers, um, you know, trying to compete to get these T eighty eight. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, to me, that's just like that's like a good. That's like that reminds me of like YouTubers trying to put out great videos and sort of competing with each other so they can get free product. You know, I just—that's the kind of vibes I got from it. And then the other plot, where you have this this political thing, <laughs> where this moon's gonna crash into the planet, and there's a whole bunch of religious stuff around it, and there's like, there's like pollution, like perfect, hilarious, sort of like quick analysis on like today's current events. I thought it was so well done. It was so entertaining, and the twist at the end.
2: Where we find out that the
0: planet, <laughs> it's two people, is, on is the, two people, on the it's moon. like it's hard being rich, you
2: know. I'm, I'm yeah. just like, this is incredible. Uh, no, my favorite part of that was when the guy um, invoked the Prime Directive. He's like, you can't do it because of the Prime Directive, <laughs> yeah. and like, and that's maybe where the joke falls in the reference because the Prime Directive has nothing to do yeah. with what they're doing. But what's yeah. great
0: though is about that, um, and I don't feel like that that statement would necessarily isolate people like jumping into it because yeah. I think. The whole point with lower, all. the whole point yeah. of lower decks, I think, is it's supposed to be an entry, mm. right? I don't think it's supposed to. Um, it's not for like the fans that are like, oh, I've watched uh, Deep Space Nine, I've watched Voyager, I've watched Enterprise, I've watched this, I've read that. I think it, it's supposed to be like those fun things. And to Christian's point, where he's like, you know, if if I want to know more, I can easily research it. Yeah. And you know, I think what's hilarious with that specific line of like, what about the Prime Directive? <laughs> if you were to go and Google this, you would get so many fucking video clips of all the like the uh, the Star Trek series over the years, where the Prime Directive comes up so goddamn much. What, what is the, the Prime Directive? Prime Directive is basically you know you're not to going to go and interfere with a new culture with that a
2: culture that hasn't. Um
0: Discovered, uh, discovered,
2: sp- or like basically launched into space. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, so that in that context, the Prime Directive has nothing to do with what nothing at all. That's nothing. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That's it's so. That's so great. Actually, yeah. So that that is that's actually an, a, a good example though of where if you do get the references, it makes it
2: even funnier. Yeah. Exactly. Which is well, fair, it just fair seems fair like funny. It's like, oh, I, I guess he doesn't like know anything. like to be
0: to me uh, like so not knowing what the Prime Directive was. It was it was funny to me in the sense that he. <laughs> is either using it ironically it's being used ironically or um the the prime directive is uh, this like really broad thing that anyone can try and invoke to get what they want which is hilar- which is kind of funny like yeah. you know it's a rule you know it's something to do with species and you know obviously the cross mingling of species and stuff but so yeah it was it was fun it was a good a really good episode. And uh, one other thing too, because I remember Juno saying that he was afraid that the uh, the the bridge crew might overtake, mm-hmm. you know, or become more important. And I've like what they've done is that they've relegated them to, re, basically relegated them to B or C plots. Yeah. I like that they still touch on them because. Because those you, things you need to, you yeah, need to and it make, and it makes sense too. Like those B and C plots, especially at the B plot, where it, there's this whole thing with the moon and imploding it. That's obviously you know the the um, bridge crew. They're handling that, right? But those the things that happen there are still going to affect what happens to our main Absolutely. characters. Yep. So I think like how they've done it, where the A plot is the lower deck crew, B plot, B plot, C plot, whatever is like the main bridge crew. I think that's um, that's. I think it's smart, and it's it's making it much more enjoyable because you still you you still get that Star Trek thing, right? Where yeah. it's like we've got a problem where the Federation, morals, yeah. sci-fi, science, and all that fun yeah. mesh of everything, and it's showing and it's showing like what happens to the ship as a whole, how it affects each level, yeah, engineering, lower decks, and the bridge crew, yep. right. It was it was them uh, coming into this. Uh, going to the big ship on this, you know, asteroid. Whatever. I don't know science. I don't <laughs> know ships. Um, but yeah, uh, Krishna, was Star Trek Lore Decks good? It was good. It was very good. Um, it, to me, the show actually getting better. Uh, I was worried earlier that the characters, it was going to be a little bit too much of the same thing. Like the same plots kind of repeating themselves. And the characters were going to get a little bit stagnant, but now we've seen like these different situations where different aspects of these characters are coming out. Like Beckett, before this episode, kind of treated Boynmer, like you know, kind of like this this loser, right? And he's still very much that character. But the fact that she is also looking out for him, clearly she cares about him deeply, right? To even go to all those lengths to. You know, make sure that his girlfriend isn't a psychopath. Yeah, that's cool. That's like you're seeing a different side of that relationship. You're seeing that we growth. haven't really seen before. Right, right. you're seeing growth. From not, not even not even growth. You just want to see different. A- we haven't. There hasn't been enough time. Like, if growth is happening this quickly, it's going too fast. Right. right. So we're seeing other aspects of what's
2: happening. Yeah. You know,
0: I, I'm hoping the growth takes place in the penultimate episodes, where you know
2: half the crew dies and they have to mourn and then get over when that Khan else. comes back and has to attack.
0: Dude, exactly. if Khan showed up in Lower Decks, oh my god, that'd be great because it'd be such a joke and funny.
2: They have to do something funny, like they have to bring some type of like big Star Trek lore and bring it in as like this Borg, big bag, and then just like turn it on its head, essentially, right? Was not there also
0: a reference to Data's brother?
2: Yes, there was in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Data's evil twin brother. Yep, yeah, that was another good reference too. Yeah, that was a good one.
0: Juno you know, was Star Trek Lower Decks good?
2: It was good. Um, I enjoyed it. One of my favorites and uh yeah i i really like this show it's a fun <laughs> show to uh, it's a fun show to put on and it's it's, it's like one of those sh- you know there's there are shows you have to like what i like about lower decks is it's one of those shows you can put on and you don't have to necessarily pay like full attention to it either yeah. you know the opposite of lovecraft country you have to sit down you have to like really pay attention Best. figure out what's going on for the nice thing about Star Trek is you can kind of just put it on and enjoy it and relax, right? It's one of those shows you can put on if you're doing a little bit of work or, you know, at the end of the day when you want to go to bed, you know, and you just want to put something on. It, it's one of those shows, and I hope it, it goes for an X amount of time where it's just like, oh, I can put on my favorites, you know, like a SpongeBob or a, you know. Family Guy. Yeah, kind of like that. It's, it's basically
0: thing. sci-fi Family Guy. Yeah, which is great, honestly. You,
2: so know. you want to watch
0: it carefully, maybe? Not carefully, yeah. but pay attention the first time, and yeah. then... Throw it on when you're eating dinner, yeah, or you're, oh, you're playing a card right, game. Right, because it was something. my favorite
2: situation, and it was my favorite like comedic yeah. references and Or or, or
0: when your brothers are trying to talk to you, just put it on, yeah, That's to drown them out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna yeah. remember. So that you
2: that. have to assume that your brothers want to talk to you. You guys never stop talking. So. Uh, Ravi was Star Trek Lower Decks season one episode five. Good.
0: Yes, it was. Uh, I think this is my second favorite episode so far, after one, after um, seven, no, last week's episode. Okay. Oh yeah, last yeah. week's was the week. Yeah, 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 that yeah. was a really good one. So, before we wrap here, Christian had to bounce before we broke into our Was it News segment, so Juno and I are going to finish up our podcast today with the Was it News. Um first and foremost, Juno, John Boyega. Yes. He had an interview with a little company called GQ. GQ and he <laughs> op- and um it's interesting. So he opened up about Star Wars. A lot of the Twitters, the social medias, uh, I saw a lot of captions and things that say he finally opens up <laughs> about Star Wars. Would you say that he finally opened up or he's already opened
2: up? I would say he's already been pretty frank about his experience on Star Wars, about the, the disappointment with his character specifically and what they did with Finn, how... He was basically sold one thing, and I think we, the audience, were sold one thing. When you think of back to the marketing of *A Force Awakens*, it was we're going to get this uh, black character who is a former stormtrooper who becomes a Jedi—super unique and interesting story right there that you could do a full trilogy about. Didn't happen that way, and you know who knows the reasons why. I mean, I I think it's because of the the handoff to different directors and different visions and you just had this whole mess. And I think he's the character that suffered the most. And I, I think he's pretty adamant and frank about that. You know, it's not like he bashes Disney and star Wars completely. He actually defends JJ J. Abrams. He's like, you know, JJ J. wasn't even supposed to direct episode nine. He came in and picked up the pieces. He did the best that he could. We know that he doesn't love um, episode eight. He didn't love the direction Finn took. And rightfully so. Like his character is, Oddly different in episode eight versus episode Wild, seven and He's, the, he's the
0: goofball when it
2: comes to, I mean, yeah, he's just goofy as hell in that. And, and and then episode nine, he's so stiff. Like he, you know, he his one motivation is to basically scream Ray in episode nine the entire time. Um, I think
0: the, the the thing that is so, and we've talked about this when it comes to John Boyega in Star Wars, is like the thing that is so depressing. Um, with you know. He's he's a he's a great actor, but also the other thing that I don't know if people realize about John Boyega is he he's a Star Wars fan. Yeah, he was a legitimate Star. He knows his characters. He knows his lore. You see, and you look at the behind the scenes of Episode Seven of him like meeting Harrison Ford. How excited! Like nerding, like any nerd meeting Han Solo. Like he was freaking out, and then by episode nine the behind the scenes it's you can like you can see it the energy is completely gone and yeah. some will argue and be like oh it's it's the it's the uh the star wars fatigue of like you know the fans it's like no it's the bullshit that 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 young individual had to go right. through i
2: mean i think definitely some of it you know is the fandom like the fandom is toxic, oh it's it's the sure. the
0: toxic fandom not sure. the like there's a great documentary with the three with um uh Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, and Harrison Ford, Ford, where like Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill are like, yeah, just when will the fandom fucking stop? And Harrison Ford's like, I'm done with this shit. And like I understand that. Yeah. But like for John Berger, he loved that stuff. And then it's the toxic shit and then the corporate shit.
2: I mean we talked about a few weeks ago when, you know, an Instagram comment that somebody asked like, Are you ever gonna come back to Star Wars? And he's like, Nope. I'm not doing it. And to to go from the fact that he was just happy like he was excited to be on this to like, no, I, I'm pretty much done. When his character, you know, in theory could go in a hundred different uh, spots. It It's interesting because you think, you think back to the original, you know, the original trilogy, right? And those big three. And you think back to now the sequel trilogy with those big three. And it's almost like you get the same vibes where they're just burnt out from everything from fans to behind the scenes where it's like, I don't want to do this. And that's you kind of got robbed of that with, you know, Hamill and Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford because there was no nothing new with their characters until 2015 from yeah. you know from when the original Star Wars movies came out. So it's almost like you're never gonna see as as much as like you and I personally don't like the sequel trilogy. You know, it obviously made money. It was successful. It has brought Star Wars back. Um, to a the, degree, to to I mean, to a big degree, it's definitely it's in the forefront of many people's minds. When it was kind of like, it was kind of a an underground thing. It wasn't ma- it wasn't major until it really came back. I would say in, by the Disney acquisition. I
0: I would say yeah, the Disney acquisition. I wouldn't say the sequels are bringing it back because the the sad thing is like, remember, Star Wars has always like as Brett would say, it's, this is a children's movie. Sure, sure. The Star Star Wars has always really been like the core focus is that young child you know young yeah. adult or whatever yeah. and like i would argue like clone wars is still doing a better done a better job rebels has done a yeah. better job like disney like props to them they've done like the smart things where they've redone the original as like animated shorts for the youtube kids in the audience like yeah. re-educate not re-educate but like showing them what this stuff is and the thing is like yeah you have some kids that are are, are portraying like a Finn or Ray. I don't think anyone's doing Poe. Um, <laughs> you saw some doing like Captain Phasma and stuff, but like, I don't know if. When some like an historian looks back, I don't know if they will say like the sequel, like the three films as they are currently, yeah, is the thing that helped it and get it back. I still think a I mean, lot is coming from that Clone Wars and that other I, stuff. Like the Ahsoka character, sure. for example, yeah. she is still, which is this is fascinating, mm-hmm. she's still a, in the kids' eyes a more recognizable character than Finn, than
2: Ray. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's completely true because I mean, still with a movie, a movie still is more accessible. Than a, series. People, than a series right because a series you have to kind of invest a greater amount of time A movie is in general an hour and a half to two hours and a half that you go you see it um it's still the king it's still i mean as of right now like well i guess not right now with covid but it's still the way that you get your big media thing out there right and star wars is all you know it started as a movie franchise um and, and as successful or unsuccessful because it you know there is success with these movies in terms of mo- of money. Mm-hmm. It, this is br- it's brought in more money than any of the other trilogies have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know monetarily it was super successful for Disney. Now critically it obviously wasn't that sa- it wasn't the same level I think that you know it's it's not going to go down in as original trilogy I don't think, you know. Or a sequel
0: trilogy <laughs> or, or uh, the prequel, prequel trilogy. trilogy right. Sorry. I,
2: mean, I mean the prequel trilogy is still the the dark you know it's still the the untalked about years but it does have a better light years later because of supplementary uh of supplementary stuff and we've talked about on this podcast that that's what could happen for the sequel trilogy but i it's just sad to me because i I, you know as bad as they are i still think there is some promise with these characters like i would love to see more finn and ray and poe outside of the limited scope i felt that you had in these movies like ray is an interesting character i mean they messed up her parentage obviously at the end with with all these big reveals papa palpatine you know and all these different twists and whatever but like finn is a fascinating character to me and poe is an interesting character too that you know i just wish that there was more to them a little bit and i don't think we're really gonna get that unfortunately
0: (laughs) Uh, speaking of the Star Wars news and information uh, Mandalorian season 2 is officially coming out October 30th supposedly a trailer is being dropped sometime this week Ooh! Uh, if I had to guess probably not this week maybe next Monday on a Monday night football that's I mean, broadcasted
2: on a little network called ESPN that would make that would I mean that would make so much sense or unless they're holding it um, for an ESPN game for the NBA bubble, for the playoffs, potentially. Maybe – I mean, it is in Disney, so maybe they're waiting for the NBA finals, and then they're going to drop it, like, game one of the NBA finals. But that wouldn't be till October, so that would be pretty late. I would
0: assume that the first Monday night football game, which is September – I mean, it's a week from today. The
2: week of today of when we're taping this podcast, so that is September
0: 14th. September 14th. So the Was It Good folks are throwing out a rumor – September fourteenth, during Monday Night Football on ESPN, is when I'm guessing you're gonna get your first
2: yeah. uh, proper trailer for the Mandalorian season two. I mean, Disney's all about the synergy. My question to you would be: for that trailer, are they gonna? It's just a teaser. It's it's gonna be a teaser, but yeah. are, you know, there's obviously been so many rumors about Ahsoka Tano, Boba Fett, uh, characters from Rebels, you know, with Ezra and you know Sabine and everybody else, and. Um, do we think we get a look at any of those characters? No, no, Caesar? no. They've
0: uh, so they all. On the Mandalorian, they also dropped the new uh, season two uh, graphic art, and the most interesting thing besides it being blue and you know I'm blue, that or whatever. I'm blue. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah, the yeah. other thing that's super interesting is a, a bunch of people looked at Baby Yoda standing uh, next to the Mandalorian, and. Lined up where the Mandalorian's kneecaps are to where Baby Yoda is, and then took other screenshots from the season, the uh, season one, and did a comparison. And everyone's like, the uh, child, Baby Yoda, has grown when you look at the, how the Baby Yoda stands next to the Mandalorian
2: yeah. and his height in comparison to his kneecap. Um, do you think people are. That's over-
0: the <laughs> biggest thing.
2: Do you think people are overthinking that? Do you think it was yes. just. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Because I you got to think, think
0: about it this way, too. It's like, the child is 50 years old. He has he's got to he's got to grow like something I don't know. He's he's got to be growing the, at the rate that like the tectonic plates move. Yeah, it's slow. Which is just very very So slow. he
2: wouldn't grow that much unless like it 30 showed, years past. It showed
0: like if you look at it like someone did the math it's, it comes out like he's grown an, an inch and a half to like 2 inches like it's weird. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. But anyway, to your question we're, it, it, that teaser and all subsequent trailers, I don't give a fuck if we see like Ahsoka or anybody. I want the nerds to like break down the size of the child. Did he get fatter? Did he get taller? That's what I care for.
2: Well, last question for me on Mandalorian. Do you think we're in for a disappointment for season two? Do we, you know... That was I, an un- I don't. W- you do. <laughs> well, there was. Well, well think about it this way, right? I mean, and this is for any show. Sure. Whenever you have a new show, there's a certain element of unknown, even for a Star Wars property, right? You don't know exactly what the show is going to be. Like a year ago, we didn't know that Baby Yoda and the child and everything was going to be a huge thing that took over all of pop culture, mm-hmm. uh, and it did, and it became super popular for the Mandalorian, and it worked for the show, and it became the central point of the Mandalorian, right? All we knew about the show was there was a bounty hunter that's it right we didn't know if he was actually mandalorian or not if he was human whatever um and the show came out and it was really well done but now there's like there's expectations to the show and the first season was so well received um is are we being set up potentially for disappointment Has people have people gotten their hopes up so much especially because you know i think for a lot of star wars fans there was a disappointment factor with episode nine and this is the next big star wars release right in terms of media so it's almost like is there too much being put on the mandalorian season two right where mandalorian season one is like i'm just let's see what it is right i don't know what it is now season two it's like oh i expect this yeah i expect everything it, exactly i don't
0: think so i mean i've definitely lowered my expectations i think it's going to be an entertaining show for sure um I think there's going to be some surprises in there, just like with the Baby Yoda. We didn't know that was coming based on all the marketing stuff. We saw all these cool things. We saw these Death Troopers, and I was like, I'm all for it. The action was great. Um, We know that a lot of the same directors and some new directors from Season 1 are still going to be there. We've seen what they can do. so. Knowing, like, if you if you came to me and you were like, oh, Jon Favreau is not involved, um, most of the directors from the first season are involved, then I'd be like, yeah, what the fuck's going on? Right. But the fact that they're all so invested and involved, and also the fact that, like, you know, it is a very, it's, it's not, it's a story that is somewhat contained, and we know f- to a degree where it's going based on what happened at the end of season one. I think it's okay. We know that... This individual, Dinjarin, the Mandalorian, he has a he has a Kree, he has a job. We know he's gonna do that. So I don't think there's gonna be a whole lot of like insane, like, oh my goodness, they completely screwed this up and made this character a bumbling idiot. Mm. Like I don't think it's gonna be all of a sudden where it's like the Mandalorian is now taking his helmet off every other five seconds. <laughs> or he now screams Ray for some reason. Jin! <laughs> yeah i don't think we're gonna i don't think we're we're in for too too much of like a disappointment i think it's it's gonna be a fun and interesting ride and um yeah i'm excited either way uh i don't think we're gonna get the we're not gonna see the same kind of problems that we saw with uh episode eight and episode nine and also the beautiful thing too is that this is a series yeah so if they do come out with episode one everyone's like what the fuck they can still, to a, to a degree, correct their mistakes. That's Like if they came out in episode one and, and they were like, the Mandalorian and the child are no longer together and they're doing two separate things and they're not together, I'm pretty sure they can fix it. So I'm not too, too worried. Series, is, I feel like series are easier to fix. They should
2: be in theory. Yeah, in but theory. We'll find out.
0: Uh, Last bit of news here. Speaking on things that we love, Batman, the new uh Robert Patterson. Yes. Uh Batman directed by Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves, we got a interesting uh poster, we got a trailer, and then they got COVID. So they're shut down in production
2: right now. Not just them. Robert Pattinson himself got COVID. So it's wild because it production was back for three days. <laughs> <Jesus>. Three days. <laughs> Uh, Do we know where they're shooting? Are they shooting in L.A.? No, they're shooting in, I want to say England, but I'm not entirely sure. They've been shooting all around the world. Um, It's a pretty extensive um, production. They had about three months left when they had to shut down. Okay. Um, Yeah, so principal photography began in January in London under the working title Vengeance. Uh, So I think they had restarted back in London. Um,
0: And then three days later, Robert Pattinson gets tested and has COVID. So
2: it's fascinating. If you followed the news cycle that day, it was just like Batman production shut down because crew member has COVID. COVID. And then it later came out that that crew member was Robert Pattinson.
0: We Um, obviously, we we do hope for the best speedy recovery, but you know, this is, uh, this is, it goes back to, like, the problems that we're seeing here in the States and obviously still all over the world. It's like COVID is still a real thing. Wear your fucking masks yeah. to try and limit what you're doing. This one's personal because I want to see a new Batman already. Clearly, we're going to see delays, but
2: you are you're, you're ready for a new Batman? I'm always ready for a new Batman. Wow, that's... I mean, I could, I could wait on a new
0: Batman. Really? Yeah. After I mean, Ben Affleck's fucking Batman performance? I could just, I can you back, could wait? I can,
2: go, I can go back to a Dark Knight trilogy. Like
0: oh, my God. I want a new Batman. Oh I want like, I want more Batman. I love Batman. I want more Batman. But this
2: just looks like Batman. Dark Knight Batman. 2.0. Uh, I mean, hey, Arjuna. Batman. <laughs> it's interesting because we don't know, obviously, the the safety regulations they had on set at no. the Warner Brother lot no. in London. Um, you know, but obviously other... F- other um, other other businesses and stuff have started to open up. We've seen you know pretty good success for sports in the United States and and across the pond too in Europe. Um, you know, by and large, there have been some issues, but I think this just comes to show at least with COVID, you can be as safe as possible. But all it takes is just one little issue, one little one person to get test positive, and uh, it all kind of crumbles falls apart. Yeah. So. It it'll be interesting to see when this can kind of pick back up and um, when they can release this movie because it's tough. Like it, it's honestly, you know, until we have a cure for COVID, like you can, like I said, you can be as safe as possible. But it just takes one person to get sick, and it kind of just shuts everything down for X amount of time.
0: I bet the insurance companies are loving this. I mean, insurance is booming. Booming business. Booming business. Uh, but like I said, we do hope for a speedy recovery for everyone, and hopefully production does resume soon because you know jobs as well. Uh, that's going to do it for us here on the Was It Good podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Was It Good, on Instagram at Was It Good BTM, uh, and obviously on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Was It Good. We do the podcast live every Monday. Feel free to jump in, have a laugh with us, have a laugh.
2: And we did see your comments today. Thank you. Um, we had some good ones, some good observations on Lovecraft and some suggestions for movies. Um, so always keep uh, keep pumping those comments in. And we will, even if we don't get to all of them, we do read them and we do appreciate them.
0: Appreciate a strong word. Judge is a better one.
2: Uh, all right. So judge all the comments right now. Go. No, I'm good. Thank you <laughs> and goodbye.